Welcome to episode 36 of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. Let's go. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, good morning. And uh, I don't know for you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Fabian, do you want to start, please? Yes. So, um... Well, the topic I want to talk about is uh, something that is kind of gaining uh, the attention of the industry right now is uh, 3D object generation using uh, generative AI. So we've heard a lot about generative AI for text with uh, ChatGPT, the most famous one, uh, and uh, generative AI for images with like Midjourney, DALL-E, and, uh, and others. Uh, uh, recently, the technology has evolved and is coming to uh, 3D object. In, in the past, we, uh, we've tested a few ones that were not really um, convincing. Um, it, it didn't seem really to understand the prompt that uh, we were giving it. Um, but, but this week, uh, Luma AI, so which uh, company which is famous for this uh, app that allows you to capture Nerf, and now they are supporting uh, Gaussian splatting as well. They released um, their own um, model, which is, uh, as, they, as they say, in a research preview to uh, generate uh, three models. So uh, currently, it's accessible through uh, Discord, as you can see here. And uh, it's very similar to Midjourney. Just uh, type uh, what you want to create. Um, and uh, maybe we can just uh, trade. I don't know. Um, Seb, what do you want to create? An alien spaceship that is glowing. Alien in the shape of a bat. Glowing alien spaceship in. Okay, and um, so I was quite surprised, to be honest, by how uh, fast it is. Um, so you will see in, in just a, a few seconds, the, the model will be created. Um, and while it's okay, so here it is. Um, you can see that, well, it's not perfect, but it kind of understood the uh, your your point. I think the the second one here is uh, kind of mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, and what's what's really interesting with this one is you can actually uh, download the model. So the 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 workflow from creating, uh, generating, and downloading the model is uh, working really well. So um, I've I've created this uh, cute robot. Um, and what's interesting as well is you can give instructions. So um, the, the T-pose, which is a standard pose for starting an animation for three objects, is actually supported uh, with more or less success, uh, as you can see other, on the other ones, for example, on this one. But this one was actually pretty good. Um, so I downloaded it uh, and opened it in Blender. Um, so what's interesting to see is the way 
um, that the uh, mesh is uh, generated. So as you can see, it's not a low poly mesh. It's really like a, a, a high poly. Um, and that uh, I think is maybe how they managed to, uh, to have uh, generation using, uh, using AI. Um, of course, like having a, a perfectly symmetric uh, low poly object uh, it must be very, very difficult to achieve with this kind of, uh, of generative AI. But um, anyway, the model is pretty nice for a low poly um, model. And um, it's, it's kind of funny, you see a, a lot of people having fun with this, like trying to uh, create a small world by creating a lot of objects and gathering them into, um, into virtual worlds. So um, I think it's, it's not perfect, as you can see, but it's a first step to uh, having the ability to generate their, our own World, uh, worlds here and our own objects without any uh, any three uh, D uh, design skills. So um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see um, the the technology moving uh, quite fast. Uh, to be honest, so um, yeah, that's uh, that's the first. Uh, this one's actually pretty good, uh, the Stormtroopers. Um, so this is the first uh, software I've tested that uh, can go from A to Z. Um, I think we mentioned uh, this software as well, uh, this uh, service, so I didn't test it yet. Um, but I, um, uh, like you, you can fine tune uh, the, the selection that you are making. So select first if it's an object, animal or human. So it's really different from uh, Luma AI, which is completely uh, just using the prompt. Um, 3DFI, we tested it uh, a couple months ago. That was not really convincing. <laughs> and uh, something that um, I didn't manage to make it work yet is um, anything wrong. So what they claim is to you just have to upload your model, and uh, their service will generate an animation on top of it. Uh, so I tried with the small robot, but it didn't work. So um, I need to uh, put more uh, research research into that. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to uh, to to know what you think. Um, let me start with you, Seb. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, impressive the the progress in a couple of months uh, and seeing those results. I tried the same prompt on Masterpiece X, and um, to be honest, the result that you got uh, on Luma it seems to be way better than what I got. Um, particularly the texture are awful on on Masterpiece X. Plus the shape is like getting shape of planes, actual planes that exist, uh, weirdly. So here it went way more creative, I think. And yeah, when you go through the those assets that they 
generated and generated uh, seems to be in a very high quality. So it seems like it start to be usable. So yes, so something that I forgot to mention is uh, when uh, an object is created and you like it, you can click on refine here and it will not refine the, the mesh, but it will refine the texture. Um, so um, I just selected it for the spaceship that we created to see uh, uh, how it looks like. So I hope it's not too long. And what about you, Guillaume? Yeah, it's very interesting because it feels like the the first version of Mid Journey uh, when we had those uh, very strange results with the end and the faces, and we know what is what, where it's going now. <laughs> uh, as we can see, the 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 great result we can have with Mid Journey, like well, yeah, one year after because it was in November twenty twenty two, so we can hope that in one year or so we can have very detailed and very uh, effective 3d generation uh, so i'm very enth enthusiastic enthusiast with, with this uh, i tried this uh, this this past week and uh, it's very interesting indeed to see how efficient it is especially for the 3d generation it only takes a few seconds or minutes however uh, yeah the, the mesh is not uh yeah it's not perfect so if you want to it, it, as any ai tool right now i guess this is a great first step towards your project so um for prototyping it's it's an awesome tool uh, especially if you don't have a 3d uh, expertise and if you are a 3d artist uh, it can give you a very good base i don't know if we we could have some feedback from 3D artists to know if this kind of um, 3D model could be a, of good use for them to start a project, maybe as a as a basic sh shape or maybe just to give them some ideas uh, for starters. I, I don't know, uh, we, we, sh we could ask uh, 3D artists about this. Um, but yeah, overall, the, the workflow is, uh, is really nice for us that are doing uh, augmented reality, for example, it's great to have these very quick assets that we could we can import and um, visualize. Uh, I saw someone like kind of directly use the 3D object inside uh, um, an iOS app and uh, put them in, uh, in uh, augmented reality just afterwards. Um, so yeah, the, the workflow is very nice for for any anyone that is not mastering 3D or even for 3D artists to do some very, very fast uh, proof of concepts or prototypes. So uh, great work. And for the last slide that, that you tried with the animation, um, do, do you have the, I, I guess you should have a, a specific skeleton for, for your 3D models. So I don't know if they are giving you the key for, for you to have this. Uh, because if the uh, the three D skeleton for for your object is not as you are uh, requesting, uh, you, your animation couldn't wouldn't work. I think they are creating the uh, skeleton 
Yes. Uh, supposedly. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there also it's uh, it's quite challenging, I guess, depending on the the kind of three D model you have. Uh, they were showing an ant, an ant. Uh, I, I don't know how they can manage to generate a three D skeleton from scratch, but yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, um. Back to what you are saying about AR. Actually, the, the the website that they are using here, it's using a model model viewer, which is a free um, um, so software that used the. So I tried it, and you can actually preview from the website your model in uh, in AR, just using model viewer. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's working quite nicely. Uh, and uh, yeah, so let's see if the generation is done. No, 45%. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, as I was saying, it's a, it's the first step. Um, but very soon we will have a new, uh, a lot of new possibilities. Um, and as we mentioned, I think a lot during the podcast, one of the key um, component of 3D world and of the like expansion of this kind of technology is the ability for people to create their own world and uh, to create their own um, models and to capture their models. So recently with uh, Gaussian splatting, Nerf, and these uh, new technologies, I think it's it, it opens up a, new, a lot of um, interesting opportunities. Um, so yeah, anything else to uh, mention on this? No, I expect that it's despite the fact that it's very interesting, and uh, we hope to to see some evolution in the upcoming weeks. Uh, yeah. we'll be waiting for your <laughs> texture to to finish, uh, <laughs> and maybe yeah, Seb can uh, can jump on with this with his topic. Sure. Um, so on my side, I wanted to talk about the experimental feature that, that was uh, um, deployed by uh, Oculus uh, for their Quest 3, and which allowed to have uh, hard or soft occlusion. The soft occlusion looks way better in the headset. Uh, here they're showing the, the hand of the user, but also the arm can be uh, masked. And really, uh, everything can be occluded inside your environment. So I did a couple of tests on my own, and I, I tried to put some some object, the object behind my uh, my screen, and put my hand in front of it. So as you can see in in the record, it's not that perfect, but because it's it's recording only the left eye and you don't get the 3D uh, in the headset, it looks way uh, closer to my uh, arm. So as, as you can see, the, the occlusion and the, the unshoring of the object inside the, the real environment with that, uh, it makes way more sense. Uh, you don't have to worry about having a scan of, uh, of your environment straight on. It can be done live. So um, I think it allows 
lot of things. I need to try it with uh, someone working in front of an object too, uh, in, in the real life. Uh, that's a test I, I need to, to do, but with a, a bigger uh, object, because right now those, those objects are too small to really test that. So that, that's the next step for me to, to test it and, and see how it handles this kind of, uh, of thing. And if the user in front of me is waving his hand, for example, how it reacts, how fast uh, it, it changed the occlusion. So this was my first topic. I don't know if you have any feedback question on it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, when we first tested the, the quest, um, I think one uh, of the biggest um, question that we're wondering is when we first put it, uh, like in in the quest uh, home page, there are no occlusions um, immediately. So is it like they are rolling out new uh, updates uh, to the to the software that allow that, or is it just like something that developers can actually start to use? That's something that developer can start to use, but it's in experimental feature. You so you, you even have to type an IDB command uh, to allow this to be enabled on the on the headset, and you have to be uh, after uh, version fifty eight, I think, something like that, on the headset. Okay. Oh, to to okay. answer your your question, I, I just want to to bring uh, an maybe a complementary subject here. Uh, there were an interview of a meta executive last week. It's, it was a, a Q&A. And during this, uh, this interview, uh, somebody asked if they were uh, willing or uh, are they reflecting about improving the mixed reality uh, experience? And they confirmed that there will be updates for them for, for us to, to have a better uh, experience, especially correcting the distortion and those of uh, depths and occlusion tools as well. And one thing that was to, for me, very interesting or intriguing is that uh, he, he talked about the fact that they are collecting data uh, from people using Mixer IT. Uh, especially for light, lighting and uh, volume as well. So uh, nobody catch the ball <laughs> at this uh, at this moment, but uh, it, it's it's a bit worrying, I guess, because it means that uh, at some meta and and they are using this to. Uh, make their some kind of AI or uh, uh, your their algorithm for occlusion and distortion to to learn from what people are doing with this so that they can ad adapt and uh, provide a better uh, a better solution a software solution to correct those problems. So uh, at this point, nobody, yeah, it, it didn't make that much uh, noise about uh, the fact that some data are for for my part. I think this, those are sensitive data, especially if they are volumetric uh, information about your environment. But uh, I don't have much information because it was it's it's very very uh, it's uh, it was the last week, so I don't know if uh, somebody 
we'll make uh, an article about that or ask more questions. So it's just uh, an information uh, as you are uh, mentioning Meta. And the other fun fact is that uh, when you are waving your hand in the video, we can see this kind of uh, depth shadow as I'm calling it. When you have your uh, like a, a non uh, treated area around your arm, your arm, and um, it feels like what we had uh, when we were using Kinect. So it just uh, it's just a, a funny way of seeing it, seeing this effect back uh, because I guess they are just using one single depth sensor, and uh, because of the angle of the projection, of course, you have this kind of uh, shadow. So yeah. Well, like I said, uh, you see only the left eye and when you are seeing the mm. both eye in the attack, it looks uh, better. However, the aliasing and the border, yeah, remains. But I like uh, I, I tested it, the same kind of experience with the Vario. And I feel like the aliasing and the depth uh, occlusion on it are more, more sharper, more, yeah more alias on, on the on the value than what you can see here um, yeah, it may, yeah maybe it's just a resolution issue uh, i guess meta didn't put a very high resolution depth sensor hmm. uh, compared to value and of course yeah you would have this kind of uh, aliasing and uh, but, but i'm saying it's it's i feel it's better on the quest 3 than the oh, okay. value yeah um also something to mention about meta is that they uh, updated and uh, enabled a feature to allow the user to win some battery on, on the headset but uh, then you are putting the all the rendering back to the quest 2 <laughs> so yeah you have more battery but uh, a lower way lower uh, quality in the rendering that you get inside the headset so not really uh, usable or ready for fans that uh, want to uh, play a, a game for a long time, a specific game for a long time. So that's it. That's it, that's it for me. Do you want to move on, game? Oh, yeah, I thought you had uh, another subject. So, so I, I was. I was searching for depth sensor resolution, but apparently it's not a, a very broad, uh, a very uh, you know, very easy to find. So uh, I guess I, I I find it later. Okay, so uh, about my subject uh, here, uh, it's not much of, of a technological or. Uh, hardware innovation it's about the uh, an, a use that we we know for decades i can say now is that uh, vr is um, well known for uh, mental health uh, treatment especially for military people that are that have uh, post-traumatic uh, diseases and uh, now we we they, they found a new way of using this uh, as they are sending VR headsets uh, uh, inside the International Space Station. So two things here. Uh, first of all, this is the first time that they are mention mentioning that astronauts have 
mental health issue inside the International Space Station. Uh, I guess this is a this is a secret secret well kept, uh, but apparently they they could have some some issue up there. So they found um, they did uh, they are sending a HTC Vive uh, Focus three there. Uh, they tested it in um, zero gravity uh, planes before that, and apparently the the electronics are working well. Maybe they they made some adaptation to, to some components, but they are sending uh, headsets uh, in the next uh, travel uh, to the uh, International Space Station. And uh, basically it helps uh, the astronaut to, to change their environment and feel better. Um, maybe at some point you get to have some claustrophobic or uh, feeling that you are, yeah. It's not that big uh, to to well. If you if you did the uh, the ISS um, application on the Quest, you can see that it's not that small because you you, you have a lot of uh, module now in the ISS. But uh, I guess when you are spending several weeks or months there, you, you can feel a bit uh, lonely or uh, whatever. So very nice to see that uh, this. Uh, use of VR for mental health is still ongoing and it is deployed as a real solution for uh, for uh, space professionals. So very interesting to see. And uh, to my part, I think this is a new step uh, for VR as well, uh, as it is getting uh, like more common to use those uh, technologies, this technology to 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 help people with their health issue and especially uh, mental health with this which is one of the most obvious use uh, uh, for for vr and uh, as i mentioned we've known this for for quite two decades now so uh, very interesting to see that it's now finally deployed as a real solution for for professional so i don't know if you have any other things to to say about this yeah, yeah, I think it's very interesting to, uh, as you are, as you are saying, like first that the hardware is working in uh, no gravity uh, uh, conditions, and that uh, the the real applications for mental health are, are uh, starting to gain traction. Something that is quite uh, noticeable in, uh, especially in the. Uh, Oculus Store uh, on the MetaQuest 3 is like one of the first categories is like uh, wellness.
Okay, so yeah, it generated a texture that is um, actually pretty good uh, mm. with uh, with good details, and that you know matches the uh, spaceship pattern that we asked. It matches the bat pattern and the glowing mm. as well. So um, pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Good job. <laughs> Send me the bigs. <laughs> so the last topic is about uh, another uh, pair of glasses that are called Nemo. Is 
So once again, uh, we can those words spatial computing or in their presentation. Uh, all the things that are, are mentioning that every single tool uh, they are using inside, uh, they have a sixth uh, degree of freedom. And uh, it's real. Uh, so prices around we talked about last week. So maybe our, uh, I, I was about to say friend, but he's not met, <laughs> Charlie Frink, uh, who talked about uh, the fact that 2024 and 2023 uh, was, uh, they, they, they are the, the years of uh, assisted, assisted uh, reality uh, with those smart glasses. Uh, he may uh, have been right about this as we are seeing more and more uh, devices like this uh, and that are oriented towards assisted AR, meaning that you, you can work without a screen um, uh, with very, very light uh, hardware device. So I don't know if, what you are uh, thinking about this. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it looks really nice. Um... It, it looks very Apple, uh, so they use the styling of, uh, of uh, Apple website and uh, Apple OS, the Vision OS, sorry, and uh, the words as well with special computing. Um, I mean, it, it, it looks like a, a really cool device. And again, uh, similar to what we mentioned last week about x is if the field of view is
So do you have anything more so to add? Nope. Okay. So I think this is it for today. I know that Seb is working as well on Gaussian splitting. So hopefully we could have a special episode next week because I have a lot of stuff also uh, to, to, to tell you about. Uh, especially the best practice. I guess we uh, finally can have some uh, very good guidelines for, for us to, to know when to use what technology to, to get the best results uh, with Gaussian splitting. So um, hopefully next week we have this uh, Gaussian splitting special episode. So until then, uh, have a nice week and uh, see you guys.